Is this thing on? Hello? Yes, I'm here. Okay, let's go. It's me, Gisela Martinez. And I'm here too, Callum McNabb. For the second episode of Scaretroducing, the horror podcast that's serious about series. Before we move on, <laughs> <laughs> the first thing we should say is this is our now our second attempt at recording this episode. <laughs> why, Callum? Tell us why. <laughs> Uh, luckily, we only recorded 10 minutes of the episode <laughs> before I realised <laughs> that the microphones weren't plugged in. <laughs> oh, the microphones so weren't plugged in. So we talked about a decent amount of stuff in 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, I realised none of this is getting picked up. <laughs> We're just talking to ourselves. We're yes, essentially... we, we, we are new in this thing. We're new at this, right? We, give us a break, right? So what we talked about very quickly. <laughs> oh, I know this. This no, feels wrong. No, it doesn't. No, I'm going to cover it very quickly, <laughs> in less detail. We talked about um, Isella really likes it chapter one. So do I. But she, in her la- in our last episode, if anybody listened, thank you very much. First of all, for that. Thank you. Um, but if you remember, Isella said that it chapter one from a couple of years ago was her favorite Stephen King adaptation, and so we talked about. The new footage that got debuted at CinemaCon. We also discussed whether or not Bill Skarsgård, who plays Pennywise in the films, whether or not he had been in Hannah Montana. <laughs> Turns out he hadn't been in Hannah yeah, Montana. I, <laughs> um, I don't know how that came up. And then we moved on to women-directed horror films. The reason I bring this up is because Pet Cemetery 2 is directed by Mary Lambert. She is the same woman that directed Pet Cemetery, the original 1989 film that we talked about previously. Who is directing the remake? That is a very, very good question that I do not know the answer to. But I don't believe is the same one it's, or a woman. It's not um, Mary Lambert. I definitely know that much because her credits... Let's, let's be honest, they're not great, right? So you've got Pet Cemetery, Pet Cemetery 2, right? If we pick out some other ones, you've got Halloween Town 2, Cabler's Revenge. <laughs> do you want to watch that? No. Do you want to watch... Mega Python versus Gatoroid? <laughs> no. From 2011? I mean, that sounds like a porn movie to me. Mega Python versus, versus Gatoroid. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know that. Is, but I kind of want to watch it. That's by The Asylum. I so. don't. The new film is directed by Kevin Korsh. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. And Dennis Weidmer. So because a Mary Lambert directed the first two, and I thought it's pretty unusual for a woman to get... You know, not only, uh, you know, an opportunity, it's such a big film, but also the kind of franchise it. Because if you think Halloween, you think John Carpenter. Scream or Nightmare on Elm Street, you think Wes Craven. Evil Dead, you think Sam Raimi. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Toby Hooper. Things like that. You know, it, it seems to be men that not only, you know, get the big horror films, but also that they get the franchise ones as well. Yeah. Um. So I think... Regardless of my feelings on Pet Cemetery, and especially my feelings, or especially your feelings, which I already know, but we'll discuss later, on Pet Cemetery 2, I think good on Mary Lambert for getting both of those. Great work. Uh, hopefully, you know, we should get more like that in the future. Sad thing is, 
This is back in 1992, three years after Pet Cemetery, and since then, we haven't really had a major horror franchise that's had a woman behind it. No, but I think but we have had women some great are like coming now into horror Correct. quite strong. Very so, strong. So I'm quite excited about that. So am I. Um, so I asked Tizella in our previous 10-minute recording to name a horror film directed by women that she felt strongly about. And you named... Isa Lopez. Isa Lopez is the director of Tigers Are No Afraid. Vuelven in Spanish. Yep. Uh, she's Mexican. It's and, a Mexican film. Yes. And we saw this film in Glasgow Film Festival? Yes, the Glasgow Film Festival. In 2018? Last year, yes. And, oh my God. It was such a good film. I think everybody should see it, and it's quite sad that nobody's speaking up for distribution. And it it is it is a horror movie. It is a horror movie. It is a horror movie. As it's I said just, last time, it's Guillermo del Toro horror. Yes, uh, it's just like a really scary reality that Mexicans live in, and being Mexican, I think it caused like a big impact in me and. Yeah, and no, and not only because I'm Mexican, I'm saying that it's really, really good. It is really, really good. What do you think? I would agree with you. I would say yes, it's a reality that that Mexicans live in, especially in like the the poor areas of of like big cities like Mexico City, which I believe is where the film is set. Yeah, but it's sort of it's sort of surrounded by this fantasy world of ghosts and ghouls which is kind of Guillermo del but it's 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 Guillermo del Toro-ish kind of it's also kind of Mexican like your 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 culture is filled with like loads of folklore yeah Yeah. so it's it it is a very Mexican film and Um, and, and I really 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 like it and you know what I'm most excited for is that Isa is doing this secret project right now with Guillermo del Toro and I think she's one of the strongest players right now in horror that you'll see. You, you Just keep the finger there because I think you're going to hear more about it. Hopefully you'll hear more about it because, yeah, uh, so we saw it last year. I did a review for the We Review online. I gave it five stars. It was probably my favorite film we saw at the festival last year. I think it was in my top five films I saw last year. I, I think I even put on Twitter that it's probably going to be the only film that I'll have in my top 10 two years at some point because whenever it gets a wide release. Um, so the film didn't get released last year as far as we're aware. Um, it was shown at the festival. It's not on Netflix. It's not on Amazon. You can't buy the DVD unless you're in Mexico, in which case you can buy the Spanish language DVD, Wellwin, which I considered doing in Mexico City. But it didn't say if it had subtitles on it or not, so I decided <laughs> against it. So whenever that gets a release, and it should get a release in the UK, it also hasn't been picked up for distribution in the USA yet, because that's a big thing with film Twitter. People who've seen it keep plugging away at it, and you see Isa Lopez retweeting, retweeting, because she's, as far as I'm aware, is still shopping this around. I agree 100%. It's 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 a, it's just a brilliant film. Um, so whenever that comes out, I'm pretty pretty sure it'll be in my top ten of whatever year that ends up being as well. Yeah. But just as well, another couple of films we should mention that we both really really like. French. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Oh my god! Yes, Raw. Correct. 
There's also actually a French film we saw last year that was directed by a woman called Revenge. Do you remember seeing oh that? Oh my god, I love that film. Yeah, they're both directed it by women. It was so much fun. I think that was I really fun as well. It was so much fun to watch that film. Like the end where they're just running around in circles and circles and circles. Amazing. And the floor is just filled with blood. Oh, they're like my. slipping everywhere. <laughs> like it's really not a funny film, but that's kind of darkly silly. Yeah, kind but um, but Raw is a film. I mean, Raw is a film that I had heard so much about going in about how people had fainted and and I was like, oh, I just need to see this for extreme cinema. It is not that film at all. It's not that graphic. But it's good. And I have no idea what people were fainting at. Oh, it's good. It's another five star in my opinion. It's brilliant. I've seen it twice. And I really want to buy the Blu-ray. It is brilliant. I love that film. I remember when I went to see that film. I was still in Monterey. And it was a Saturday morning. And it was me and, and a couple. <laughs> just there watching that film. And I think we were so quiet the whole movie. Until... Oh, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not going to say it, but it's quite, quite like a spoil. On this specific scene that they were like... <laughs> and I was just like trying to cover my mouth and not make a sound. Oh but it was like brutal. Really, really enjoy it. Totally. I will agree with you that it was really, really good film. And yeah, directed by one. Yep. And then there's there's two more I want to mention. One that you've not seen that I really want you to see because it mentions Sonora in it. Um, it's on Netflix now if anyone wants to watch it. It's by Karen Kusama, I believe, is the name of the director. It's called The Invitation. And I loved that film when I watched it on Netflix. And I think I sent you, like, a, a recording of the screen when they mentioned Sonora. Okay, so everybody, I'm from Mexico, from the state of Sonora. So that's why. <laughs> that's why, yeah. Um, so I would like you to watch that. Not that the film's about that. It just mentioned it's kind of cool, but the film is really good. And then the last one I want to mention, directed by women, Australian... Jennifer Kent, in my opinion, has made one of the greatest horror films of all time. This is probably my top five horror films of all time. We saw it in Canada. Can you remember what film it was? What film would be my top five that we saw in Canada? This Australian horror mm. film. Uh, I'll give you a clue. I have it on DVD. <laughs> oh my God, you have so many DVDs. That's not, a hel that's not helping. No, I don't know. Tell me. Ba-ba. Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. Yes, Babadook. Oh my god. Love that film. It's, oh my god, probably, yes, one of my favorite horror films ever. Easily. Easily. It's just so good. I still, like, it makes you think about the whole thing, finish the movie, you just want to rewatch it again, rewatch it again, and just examine your life a little bit. Yep. It's so good. Yep. In the current state of horror, the golden age of horror that we're in right now, with things like It Follows, Get Out, Us, Hereditary, The Witch, who knows? I mean, there's just tons of stuff that's coming out that's great. The Babadook, in my opinion, it stands tall above them all. Like, it is my favourite horror film of this decade. It's probably one of my favourite horror films of all time. I say probably. It is. It straight up is one of my favourite horror films of all time. And... It really, really scares I know people say it, it's I know. scary. That it was really, really, really scares me. It does scare me. It bothers me that people say, oh my God, it was so boring. Oh, it didn't scare me. Uh, come on. Scary movies are not just about jumping scenes or like loud noises. 
it's more than that. Like, come on, like it gets in your head, plays with you, make you feel scared, like about every single tiny sound. So yeah, I think The Babadook is an amazing film. So yeah, come on. If you think it's boring, you're wrong. <laughs> yep, that's why I married our people. Um, we agree on some stuff sometimes. Okay, so that's Women with Horror covered briefly, 10 minutes or whatever. Now on to the film that we're focusing on this week, oh which is... Pet Cemetery 2. Okay, and before we go on, we are going to spoil this film in great detail. So, Huzella, do you want to give your spoiler alert that you gave last time? No. <laughs> you don't even remember what you did last time no. no I'll do it this time then you went spoiler alert <laughs> there you go right, spoiler so there's alert. a spoiler alert for <laughs> Pet Cemetery 2 ok now Pet Cemetery 2 sequel to 1989's Pet Cemetery comes out in 1992 it stars Edward Furlong the I mean the position he was at in his career at this point is unbelievable. So, again, Nizel's not great with names. And she asked me just before we did this recording, is there anyone famous in Pet Cemetery too? Yeah. And I was like, yes, Edward Furlong, uh, the main character, was very famous. For anyone who doesn't know, probably everyone else is screaming at their, their speakers right now, Edward Furlong played uh, young John Connor in Terminator 2 Judgment Day which was obviously a massive success the previous year. It also stars Anthony Edwards as Chase Matthews and Jason, or no, sorry, Jared Rushton as Clyde Parker. He is a bit of an arsehole in this film. He's a bully, but people most remember him from being Tom Hanks' best friend in the film Big. So that was kind of cool. So yeah, Pet Cemetery 2. It is basically about the same as Pet Cemetery 1. It is about some pets coming back to life, or mainly really one pet coming back to life. Again, Kinda, not enough pets. Not enough pets, agreed. <laughs> uh, it's basically about one pet coming back to life and other people coming back to life. So, I mean, you want to go over it at all, what you thought or what you thought going in or... I mean, this film was not a success. Let's just say that straight off the bat. Okay, yeah, like... For me, I didn't like it. Yeah. It has parts that I kind of enjoy, but 85% of the film, I didn't like it. I just think it's a cheap version of the first one. I didn't care about a lot of the characters. I like the main pet, the, the dog, dog Zoe. Yeah. And I didn't get a lot of things that were happening, why they were happening why they were there yeah the, so yeah just, i don't have a lot even even if you i see my notes it's like i have nothing You're just all I, over the place it, it's yeah i don't think yeah i didn't like it yeah i i would agree with you that there's a lot going on probably too much going on um especially considering that this movie is you know it's barely an hour and 40 minutes long and it is mad like if the first one I said was mad and it was bringing in backstories with, you know, Lewis and Rachel's parents hating each other and then Rachel's whole backstory with her sister and that was too much. I mean, this movie has... Well, it starts off with, in Hollywood, a famous actress 
is recording a scene for what looks like a kind of Frankensteinian, Frankenstein-ish type film. Yeah. And her son is on set watching her. And unfortunately, she becomes, I mean, she gets fried eggs, really. <laughs> she, she gets electrocuted and she dies in front of her son, which is not great. So the boy and his father, they move away. They move to whatever town, Ludlow. Um, in Maine to start anew to get away from it all um, I think the dad says he didn't want the son to be in LA and they're going to you know settle down the dad is a vet quite convenient you don't know, have anything else to say on that no <laughs> nope. he's a vet he's going to run the 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 only vet veterinarian in town I believe it is um, which has been left empty for they either say a couple of months or a couple of years I can't remember I didn't note it down is it like a couple of months? Right. Okay. Well, the place looks terrible. So anyway, you're going to take over that. And they bump into Gus and Drew and Zoe. Now, Drew is a little chubby, kind of happy-go-lucky. Well, I don't know if he's happy-go-lucky. He's kind of he's kind of down in the dumps, actually. He's kind of the exact opposite of happy-go-lucky. And he's <laughs> down in the dumps because he really doesn't like his stepdad. Uh, his stepdad is Gus he's the local police officer in town and he is I didn't like him didn't like Gus no <laughs> not not like Judd if you're going for the single syllable guys Judd better than Gus <laughs> no you don't agree yes I do I just I just think that he he was annoying I I just hate him the whole time okay the first part well, you do hate him. You hate the him. First You're part, to hate him. The first part, yes, you hate him or whatever. And then the second part... Yeah, we gave the spoiler alert. You can just jump around. Well, he dies. Yeah, he does and die. And then eventually. comes back to life because of this voodoo thing of the Indian rocks or whatever. The pet cemetery, basically. The Micmac burial ground. Yes, that thing. So he comes back and is this weird combination of like a dude, like a... Like a killer dude, I will say, you know, like really, like a kind of asshole-ish, yeah, but like gory kind of combination. I don't know how to describe, it, but it's really annoying. I think I really don't like him. It's not like I'm not scared of him. It's just, oh my god, like he's again there. He can't die. How can we kill him? It's just annoying. Okay. I just, I'm, yeah. Good. I was hoping something like this would come up. I disagree with you. I like Gus as a villain. I agree with you, he's an arsehole. And when he's alive, I kind of, eh, I can take him or leave him when he's on screen because he's just there to annoy um, Drew and Zoe the dog. And I really like Drew and Zoe the dog. No, but you know what? He's like that because the mom, the mom is just like this horrible character that is just like these poor women that is just in love of him, like of this I don't know, sheriff? I think he's a sheriff or something? He's I don't a, know. He's some sort of police uh, law enforcement. Director yeah. or something. So she's like, oh yeah, I'm just here for you and whatever. And I love you. I'll cook for you. Even if you insult my kid all the time, yes. I love you. And she doesn't do anything. I, and yes, like that's like minus one point for all this empower, empowerment for women and stuff. Yes, like that character is horrible. Considering that both... Pet Cemetery and Pet Cemetery Two exactly. were directed by a woman. I think Rachel was a non-character in the first one. I think uh, the mother of uh, Jeff, no, the mother of Jeff, oh. the main character, 
I mean, she's not really a character because she dies in the first scene. <laughs> and then, um, again, I couldn't even tell you Drew's mother's name. She's 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 a terrible character as well. Like, as you say, Gus is horrible to her son consistently. And she doesn't do anything about it. No, no, no. It's just like whatever. Because Gus, it never... It if never, Gus is happy, I'm happy. Yeah, because it never really, it never really falls over, tips over into abuse. It's more just... As you say, like, dude, bro, it's more just, like... But c- Drew's clearly not comfortable like with it. like a bully. Yeah, it's like a bully. He's kind of... But he's always got the defense of, well, I didn't hit him. I didn't really do anything. But you can see that Drew's uncomfortable. Yeah. But he never really... He doesn't, like, outright abuse him. But, um, yes, I would agree. If you were a mum in that situation, you would say to your boyfriend, husband at the time that you'd married into, um, come on, leave it alone. Right? I know. Get arrest. Be nice. Be nice. So anyway, they meet them. And um, well, another thing you said, when they come back and there's all blood and everything, Pet Cemetery 2 has a lot more blood than the first one, I think. But it's great as well. Like, the blood in the first one is great. It's great here as well. It's the one thing that is. that This film, top marks for the blood. The gore effects, also terrific. So anyway, Drew maybe goes a little bit easy on his dog Zoe times. Um, and Gus isn't too happy about it, so he ends up shooting the dog. They, uh, sorry, Jeff, who's the main character, um, played by Edward Furlong, and Drew, then take Zoe and bury it up in the old Mac burial ground past Pet Cemetery, as was happened with the the cat. What was the cat called in the first one? Church. Church in the first one. So they do the same with Zoe here. And Zoe comes back to life. Unlike Church the Cat, who doesn't really do anything in the first film, except drop a rat into the bath. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Zoe does do something. Uh, He kills Gus. The dog kills Gus. So the boys don't feel too good about that. And they end up burying Gus up at Pet Cemetery to bring him back. Now he comes back and he treats Drew better but subsequently treats the mother worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, he rapes her. (laughs) Yeah, but I also think he's kind of in, like, a airplane mode. How do you mean? Like, he's just, like, actually, like, a zombie, just really quiet, looking at the table, eating really weird. Well, there's the scene where they're uh, Drew, Jeff, and... uh, Sorry, Jeff is around at Drew's house, and they're all there having dinner, and Gus yeah, is like, eating the potatoes, but and he, he just he goes, looks oh, quite, yeah, he looks quite and the potatoes are falling out of his mouth. Zombie slow. I mean, he is a zombie. Yeah, but he looks quite slow, and so like, oh my, you know, like a typical zombie, like really slow. Yeah. But then you see in another scene, in a car chasing, being super fast, and walking really fast out from the car. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I don't get. Like, or are you really slow? Or are you really fast? Or you have superpowers? Or just tell me what what are you going to do? Um, that's what I don't think. It has, like, consistency in the character. Maybe. But, again... And I'm going to go to another point yeah, after sorry. you keep no, saying... No, no, no. Carry say, on. No, no, no. Keep going because then I'm going to say another thing that I was like... And then this happened to this Gus character that I, I was lost totally. So just to make a point in all this, by by all this, by whatever we are in the movie, probably halfway right now when you're explaining, I don't know, probably not. I mean, I'm jumping around a lot yeah. because that, uh, this, this movie is admittedly is 
it's a bit of a mess. Place. Yes. Um, and I, I mean, we only seen it like what three, four days ago. Yeah. We watched it straight after Pet Cemetery One, and I'll be quite honest. I can remember Pet Cemetery One a lot better than this movie. I, to be honest, I stopped caring halfway through the movie. Like, <laughs> I remember. Do you remember what you did halfway through the movie? Oh yeah, my knee was sore. So I halfway was... through this movie, Zella <laughs> stood up and started doing squats and lunges, just randomly in the middle of the room. I I after as he said, we watched Pet Cemetery two after the first one. Yeah. So then halfway of the second movie, I was like, what What's this? It's just a waste of time. Then my knees are hurting, so I'm like, oh well, I can just do my like exercises at the same time of this because this is no good at all yes i stop caring yeah it's pretty i don't know but i mean the one thing as well that i just mentioned in that scene where they're eating the potatoes and he's going like <laughs> and they're all falling out his mouth so he's got a bandage around his neck because they're covering up where the dog killed him like he tore his neck off yeah. so that the mum doesn't know that her husband has died and been reanimated even though he looks dead. <laughs> like, he really doesn't look great. You and would... smells weird. He actually mentioned, like, you smell bad. But you would you would say, I think you would say, like, you probably should go to a doctor. Like, you're looking <laughs> pretty green all over. <laughs> um, anyway, so they're eating the dinner and his bandage falls off. Do you remember this? Yes. His bandage falls off slightly. And just before Drew covers it up, um, to hide it again, you, you, see, you see a little bit of mashed potato <laughs> go through the throat. It's so cool. The effects in this are great. That <laughs> so bit is really cool. It's disgusting, but it's really cool. So yeah, this film, again, I mean, I could I could honestly stop talking about it right now if I wanted to, but I'm not going to because that's what the podcast is. I'm not going so, to because I have other things to say about You have about other this. things to say, right? Good. <laughs> yes. Probably more than me. The only thing I've really got to say is, did you notice... The music in this film? No. Right. Tell me. So this film's what, like 100 minutes, 96 minutes long or something like that? I think there's probably this, the soundtrack or score. I would be surprised if it was longer than 30 minutes or 25 minutes even. They kept playing the same piece of music. <laughs> you don't remember? No. So, yeah, you're going to hear that. Over and over, <laughs> over again. And okay, over yes, again. I remember now the cheesy song. Yeah. Also, just there when I was watching that video. And comes up with Pet Cemetery 2. Do you remember right at the start of the movie when it comes up with the titles Pet Cemetery 2? Yeah. And it's like written in like blue, kind of like graffiti ish writing with a red blob behind it. I assume it's meant to be blood. And it just looks, I think you said it looked like. Uh, Beetlejuice. Like the oh, the whole trees and stuff. The intro, basically. Yeah, the intro looks like Beetlejuice, but no, you said the text looked like something out of. No, I said it, sorry. It looked like Goosebumps. Oh yeah, kind of like oh, that. It's it's really bad. But I think that's that is related to the movie they're filming in the movie. You know, like the actress and all that thing. I think that's what cut. That's what I thought. Like because no, oh, that movie's not called Pet Cemetery. No, no, no. But I thought, oh, let's make them think that this is actually the movie. But oh no, ah, then say like action and all that thing. And like oh okay, this is not a movie there. Filming a movie in the movie. Right. I thought, I don't know. I think you're giving it way too much credit. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> probably that you were, they were just lazy and they just did that uh, copy-paste and add blood. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, what else have we got? We've got, uh, well, of course, Clyde the bully, um, as I mentioned earlier, played by the best friend from Big. He just sort of pops up every now and again to uh, annoy 
mainly Jeff, played by Edward Furlong. By the way, Edward Furlong is the lead character in this movie. Uh, Jeff is the lead character, Edward Furlong, the, the lead actor. And for probably 70% of this movie, he's not. I think it's no. more interested in Drew. It's yes. more interested in Drew's life with Zoe the dog and Gus than it is in Jeff. Like, it, the film couldn't care less about I Jeff. I never connect with that character. And I think the movie wants you to think that he's sad and he's being bullied because of the death of the mom. Yeah. But he never looks sad. So do you... I, I don't think he is sad at all. So do you think that's a fault of the movie or do you think that's a fault of the performance? Or... Because I would say it's a bit of both, but especially oh, yeah. the film, because the, the film does not care about him. He's hardly in it. Considering he's the lead boy, he's not in it as much as Drew. I know. I think if you tell me what's Pet Cemetery uh, 2 about, mm -hmm. I will say it's about the dog. It's, and, about, and it's the, about that family. Yeah. More than... More it. than the other ones. It's yeah. just... This is... This family is just the one that leads to the other family. That's yeah, they come the to the story. town and then yeah. meet this family. And that's it because I never had a connection with this boy, the lead character. He never looks sad for the mom. And he always has this weird, like, creepy smile that is like... I, I really don't care about you. I don't care if this group of kids are bullying you. Like, I'm like, yes, okay, fair enough, that's bad. But yeah, I really don't care about you. I don't know what you're saying or doing or whatever. This, the movie does nothing to make me care about it. Well, apparently, in 1993, according to Wikipedia, don't know how true this is, Edward Furlong, who played Jeff, the character that you do not care about, apparently he was nominated for Best Performance by a Younger Actor at the Saturn Awards. Uh, a year after he won, for, in the same category, for uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, um, which is oh. a much more successful movie. Let's let's not be around the bush here. Um, so yeah, I agree. It doesn't care about him. It makes, as a result, you don't care about him. The, the, the only character I kind of care, but at the end, it was the dad. Because... I the dad, think, Jeff's dad. Yeah. I mean, the, Chase. Yeah. I, so he's, his wife has died. The and bed and the whole thing, yes. And he comes, because yeah. he's the one kind of like, oh, I need to investigate why is this happening? Why this dog uh, sample that lab, I took? Why are the yeah. lab results saying the dog is dead when the dog's clearly alive? Yes. Like, yeah. he's the one like, come on, boys. Uh, if you see Zoe, just let me know if you do this, blah, yeah. blah. And he's like up and down waiting like i don't know i think he's like a good character again he's not great but I th that's the thing i can save from all this crap <laughs> yeah and also also the 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 housemate that they've got is slowly trying to become the mum fill that mother role again i think that kind of just pops up towards the end it is really weak character too it's just yeah. like I like the dress. Can I try the dress? And then Jeff saying, no, that's my mom's things and she didn't like it. Don't touch her thing. It's like, okay. And she just obsessed with the dress. Yeah. And she tries the dress on and the mom's come back to life. Mm -hmm. Oh, so he, yes, this is the point that I wanted to talk about. Goss. Yeah. Again, I don't know what personality, if he's fast, slow, good or bad, or bully or not. I don't know. He helps Jeff 
to bring the mum back to life. He helps Jeff to bring the mum back. Yes, to life. they took the body, and he like gets all the body, all the to to the Mi'kmaq mm -hmm. burial stuff. Oh yeah. And then he's like just there waiting, uh, like oh you need to bury your own, and then yeah, he's there he, all happy waiting. Because he was the mum's. He he used to be he used to date the mum. He says that at the start of the film. Yeah, but again, he's so calm. He's not like a. He will be eating or try to eat Jeff. You know, like no, uh, no are, the, the zombies in this film are not are weird. I don't like. Them. Like they've got a weird morality about them. They do like, whatever example, they want to do. Like <laughs> so, I assume honest. yeah. He he obviously tries to keep Jeff alive because, as we mentioned, that the, there is a bully character who doesn't like Jeff. But sometimes does like Jeff, exactly. like like it, 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 the the graveyard when they're at Pet Cemetery when they're doing the Halloween night and all the teenagers there they're drinking they're all just sitting around a fire telling the stories and they're both there and you're thinking I thought they hated each other and I thought they were fighting all the time yeah I don't know I really really, so, really don't know but later on in the film anyway the bully character tries to apparently kill Jeff he um, has like a motorized bike. It doesn't look quite like a motorbike. It kind of just looks like a pedal bike, but he's got an engine on it. And he somehow manages to trap Jeff and is shoving the wheel closer and closer to Jeff's face. And you're thinking, okay, he's going he's gonna to kill him here. But Gus suddenly arrives, saves Jeff, and then kills um, Clyde, the bully, in the same manner by with the bike. Well, I don't think he means to, though, does he? He's just sort of teasing him with the wheel, and yeah. then the scarf gets caught up, and then from So, yeah. And he's like, oops! Yeah. Um, so, silly. so that's... And Drew sees him do that, and that's when he decides, I've got to kill Drew. So, much like the first one, when I said there are stakes in the film, there are real, real stakes. People die. Again, this film might not be great. Same thing here, though. People die. So, you've got a grown man murdering a teenage boy with... A motorbike wheel bike. to the face. Yeah. Um, his wife or girlfriend... Are they married? I don't know. Let's just say wife, right? His wife and stepson then try to escape from him. And he kills both of them. So yeah, he kills... He kills both of them by, you know, ramming their car into... Or head first into an oncoming truck. Which is a, an absolutely brutal scene because, as I say, up to that point, Drew's been my favourite character. Yeah, same. And he just gets pff, him and his mum, like, head-on collision. <laughs> they are, now, they're gone. Um, by potatoes. Yeah, by potatoes. They're killed by a <laughs> potato truck. But, I mean, again, this film, it doesn't shy away from killing people, which is, in horror movies sometimes, especially when it comes to, like, teenage characters, they kind of shy away from that. They kind of make it, like, so, for example, if I compare it to Scream, I love the Scream series, but none of the main cast of characters die. So you have Dewey that gets stabbed at the end of the first one, originally meant to die, but then they liked how good David Arquette was playing, so they decided to refilm the ending, keep him alive. Courtney Cox, I believe, gets stabbed in the fourth one, survives. They haven't made a fifth, they don't think they're going to, but anyway, nobody dies in those films except, um, oh my god, Randy. He's the only one. Everyone else is either survived at the end or turns out to be the killer. Pet Cemetery doesn't have that problem. Yeah. It kills people off left, right and centre when it wants to, regardless of whether you like them, regardless of whether they're main characters to the plot. It just obliterates them. 
and that is a massive plus point in its favour. One of the only plus points in its favour. Now I think the last part of the movie yep. is the madness. Are Why? you about in the attic? Because, yes, I think that's madness. And no, I think there was always previous um, things, but bodies with dog's face. Oh my god, I completely <laughs> forgot. Exactly. The dad has the the dad has a dream. A dream where like, he's like he's like having sex with his ex wife or her his wife his now dead wife, but in the dream she's still alive obviously, and he's like having sex with her or whatever, and he wakes up and it's just a dog that's on top of him, and you're like, is he having sex with the dog? <laughs> uh, no, actually, no, it actually is the body of the wife with the dog face, and then it changed to the dog. No, it starts off as the wife. And then just then, the face Then, is then the, dog. the head changes into a dog, and he goes, Aah! and, and he wakes whole... up, and then it's a dog. Yes. And you're like, but what they, the hell? They do that again at the end. Yeah, there's too much of that. It's like, why did they love these bodies with dog's face? I, I don't get it. Um, the last scene is the mom's come back to life, and there's like um, this scene like okay come jeff to me we can be together again let me talk to your dad alone because the dad obviously know now by this point what's going on and he has a gun yeah and it's like okay jeff go away i'm gonna talk to your dad and then she goes mental and then i don't know how this fire starts uh, the fire starts, I believe, because also Clyde comes back because after Gus kills the bully Clyde with the motorbike, he realises, I can't kill a teenager, and he brings him back to life. So you now he's a reanimated corpse, as well as Gus and as well as Jeff's mum, the actress. Mm -hmm. So now he's in thing, and they all sort of conjugate in the attic, <laughs> and Jeff kills Clyde's, Clyde the zombie, by sticking a live wire in his mouth. Oh, he sticks the electric true. wire yeah, in his yeah. mouth. And I think that's what starts the fire. So okay. the house ends up on fire. It <laughs> is, this is one of, like, oh my God, horrible scenes. No horrible in a good sense. Like, when we talk about horror films, when we say, like, oh, it was horrible. Like, in a good way. No, I'm saying it was bad. Like, the fire is there. And the mom is just, like, melting all around, screaming with no fire near her and i'm like okay what well, she's screaming out she clearly can escape from the attic but she doesn't want to because she's melting because it's really hot <laughs> i i really don't get that but i thought it was a really bad scene can i just read this these paragraphs the last two paragraphs of the plot on wikipedia okay go on this then. is how mental this film is right so we were a little bit wrong with how the fire started right but so upon coming back to life, Renee, she's the actress that got, died at the start, Renee stabs and kills uh, Marjorie Hargrove. That's the woman that wanted to take her place. Jeff, that's the son, confronts his undead mother in the attic and they embrace. Chase, that's her husband and Jeff's dad, arrives home and urges Jeff to get away from Renee, who says she wants to spend quality time with her husband. An undead Clyde, that's the bully, arrives and after knocking Chase, the dad, out, tries to kill Jeff, the son, first with an axe and then with an ice skate. Renee, the mum, locks Chase, the, the dad, and both boys in the attic, which she then sets on fire. So she's the one that sets on fire. 
And that is absolute madness. What? what? See? <laughs> see? You're ex- trying to explain it and I still don't get it. I watch it and I didn't get it. So if you're confused about all this Jeff, Gus, mom, whatever, don't worry. It doesn't make sense even if you watch it or re-watch it. So I think it does make sense. It's just told it's in a really, really, really so sort of hack-eyed, amateurish way. And it's just all over the place. There's too many people. There's too many people dying. Right, as much as I said I liked it, considering the story it's trying to tell, too many people die and get brought back to life. And that's not including the fact that a dog dies and gets brought back to life. I mean, there's there's so much. You've got Jeff, remember he finds the cats and he decides to keep one as a pet, and then that leads to the mum going into the back of the veterinary later on, and all the cats are torn apart. And then you've got all the rabbits torn apart at um, Gus's house. Like, too many people die and come back to life. It's all over the place. I know. In the first movie, it was it was one family. And this one tries to expand it out into two families. Yeah. But... It was too much all over the place. But you don't care, really, about one family, even though they're supposed to be the lead. And then it throws a bully into the mix and tries to have him sort of come back to life. And then the mum, who's sort of lingering over in the background, like, she's the reason for all their grief... I mean, she comes back into it as well. Like, it's absolutely nuts. This film is, is all over the place. And I believe it was the last scene where they have the photos of the dead people? Or what were the photos of her? Remember the cheesy photos? Oh, as they're looks... driving away. As they're driving is away. Is that just the very last scene? It's the very last scene of the movie. So they're driving away. Jeff, um, Edward Furlong, Jeff and his dad chase. They survive. Um, they get out of the house. Um, they leave all the zombies behind to burn down <laughs> and they drive away and leave uh, the town of Ludlow and as they're driving away you see an aerial shot of the van driving along a, like a country road with woods all alongside them and then in the open space on the screen uh, yeah like a circle image <laughs> sort of fades in and it's like it's almost like a credit image, oh, you know, like starring so... Edward Furlong. But it's not that. It doesn't say starring or anything. It's just all the people who died in the yeah, film. In so the you circle. see, like, Drew, and then he fades out. It's and then you really see Gus, cheap. and then he fades out. And then you see Clyde, and he fades out. <laughs> it's like that scene in Father Ted uh, when he's running along the beach. Oh, yeah. And no, all the heads but come was, up behind That him. was fine and No, because funny. that's a joke. Exactly. But this one was like, uh, it's cheap. It's it's yeah it doesn't work it's 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 really cheap. <laughs> so those are all my points about the pet cemetery too. I don't have anything else to say, just my one word description. Oh! I just want to say it. In a word. <laughs> Let me do that every time. Okay. Okay. In a word, because we're done talking about this. This film is a mess. I'm okay. Give me your word. Trash. <laughs> Easy, easy, just trash, 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 basura, that's it. Okay, my word is uh, unrestrained, and what I mean by that is it with the it goes over the top with killing people, it goes over the top with bringing people back to life, it goes over the top with uh, the, the forcing use of music, like it really wants you to like that piece of music, <laughs> like it's unrestrained and just madness final thing yeah one question favorite death favorite death has to be Clyde I think uh, the scene with a motorcycle in his face and you're like oh my god you're seeing like you're seeing that 
but then it surprised you with the scarf getting like stuck in the motorcycle and, so and then like, yeah, you and think, then like oh okay so Gus is kind of like the best of both worlds like Gus is kind of joking around with him yes and then the scarf does I get caught it. It, yeah. I, I like it that's a good one uh, my favourite death is probably um, Drew and his mum uh, whose name I've just found out is Amanda <laughs> um, when they get smashed mainly because Drew's my favourite character in that film. This is the one you like. And again, like Pet Cemetery 1, I'm like, they're, they're not going to kill this person off. And they and they do. They have the balls to do it. It's really... It's not overly graphic, but it's it's a pretty tense scene. And I just... Yeah, I was kind of blown away that they do do that. Um, so that would be my favourite death. I think I enjoyed it more than you. Yeah. Like, I could watch it again. Definitely. I mean, no, definitely I will watch it again. Definitely you like it more than yeah, me. Yeah. I admit that I've forgotten a lot of it because uh, it's not a good film but I could absolutely watch it again because I mean oh, what do you want no. from a horror film you want, you've got zombie dog you've got zombie dog sex <laughs> you've got Gus is a better villain, villain than Gage absolutely I get that you're saying you don't really get whether Gus is good or bad or is he joking around is he actually evil but he's more threatening than a baby I understand the baby kills people but the baby people. was creepy Nah. Uh, no. Yeah, it I mean, was. it was a little bit, but he's. I think Gus is a better villain, right? So this is my point. So that's like there's stuff in there I do like, and there's stuff in there that's enjoyable that I would watch for, but it is not a good film. Pet Cemetery One is easily a better film, but if I was watching, if I had to put one on right now just for fun, I probably would actually go Pet Cemetery Two. Mm, okay. You disagree. Totally. Well, that's a shame, but that's what we're here for. Not always going to agree. Um, so that's our thoughts on Pet Cemetery Two. I imagine, as much as I said last time, hopefully we would get tighter in future. I imagine this one's a lot more looser than the first one, a little bit more all over the place. But that's just because of the film. Go yeah, it's Pet- not our fault. Go watch Pet Cemetery Two, and you'll understand. I mean, the film. It, it just begs you to sort of rant and rave and jump and just throw everything at the wall and see what happens. So, I mean, that's what we did. And hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you listened. Thank you very much if you did. And we will be back on Wednesday for Pet Cemetery, the new one. Yeah. So we're not going to wait a whole week between episodes that time because it's coming out in cinemas this f- in two days. Oh, I'm so excited. And um, we're booked up to go and see it on Friday um, after work. And this episode, once I've edited it and everything, that'll be dropping on Sunday. So I don't want to wait a full week to to discuss a film that's that's new in cinema. So that'll be coming midweek. And then we'll be going on to our uh, next miniseries after that, which we will reveal in our next episode. So thank you again for watching. Or listening, sorry. There's no there's no video here. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not. We're new to this. W- watching in your mind. <laughs> like, imagining. Yes, thank, thank you Thank you for imagining us. Talking about this. <laughs> okay. Gracias. Gracias. And we'll... Hasta la próxima. Yes. That. <laughs>